1: Well, hello and welcome again to WCN TV for today, uh, Wednesday, March, uh, March, May 26, 2021. I'm Rob Hugh, your host for today. Before we get started, I should mention that um, when we began this program, it was my intention to host every week. And um, uh, fairly quickly, I discovered that it just isn't possible with my work schedule. So, um, our good friend Mike Heath came on board a few months ago, and he's been co-hosting for us, um, doing a great job, and I, I appreciate him very much. Um, for those who aren't aware, Mike has been out sick for a few weeks now, and um, I would appreciate it if you would remember him in your prayers. Um, he is getting better, but it's, it's a long, slow process, and I know how frustrating and how miserable that can be, so... Pray for Mike and his family. Hopefully, he'll be back soon, hundred percent healthy, and uh, and uh, I will be with you as often as I can. Well, it's uh, it's. Uh, I also want to say thank you to our friend Leighton Howerton, who does our uh, intro song. He wrote that for us, and uh, and we appreciate Leighton. So today, uh, yeah, We have a great guest. It's no secret that those who take their Christian faith seriously are becoming targets for the new scandemic police state these days. It appears to be an all-out assault to stamp out Christianity completely. That's never going to happen, of course, but Christian persecution has become commonplace now, and in many cases, those who truly follow Christ are singled out and specifically targeted. It's happening all over the world. Sadly, most pastors have simply given in to the unlawful mandates of the state and local governments and closed their churches, either doing everything online or just closing altogether. Using a bad interpretation of Romans 13, they simply bow down to the government, no matter how evil the orders may be. Others have tried to work around the restrictions put in place by the COVID cops, doing things like parking lot services—that's where people stay in their cars— parked six feet apart with their windows rolled up. But, you know, in many cities where they tried that across the country, um, those sitting in their cars were still fine just for sitting in their cars in a church parking lot. And the churches um, faced even stiffer penalties. Interestingly, I don't see any crackdowns taking place at mosques. I have yet to see police hand out any citations to Muslims who still continue to gather freely. So anyway, now for the most part, churches here in America are somewhat back to normal, or at least what they consider their new normal. They're not forced to remain closed any longer in most places. They've gotten some of their freedoms back from the almighty state, but most are still doing as they're told. There's no doubt that most pastors will continue to comply with government crackdowns because sadly, most pastors are cowards. Sorry to say that, but it's true. In my area, as far as I know, there's no longer any restrictions on churches, but there are many that will still only allow a small number, a small percentage of their capacity to attend any particular service in person. People have to take turns. They have to sign up in advance in order to go to church and uh, be there in person. And the church carefully monitors how many people are attending each service and who these people are. So, they're helping uh, the government with their contact tracing. One church that I drive past just about every day is still closed. They're still online only, 15 months after two weeks to flatten the curve. But today on our program, we are blessed to have one of those rare courageous pastors with us. There are a few out there, and uh, they're definitely in the minority. Um, those that have defied unlawful orders and refused to stop preaching. Our guest today is Pastor Arthur Palowski from the Street Church in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. As many of you are probably aware, Pastor Art made international news when he courageously stood up against the police and health officials tried to, who tried to shut down his church service on Easter. He and his brother, brother were later arrested in the middle of a busy highway. You may have seen videos of those events. If you haven't, you will today. So Pastor Art, welcome to WCN-TV. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you taking the time out and and being here with us.
2: Well, thank you very much for having me in.
1: You know, um, kind of an interesting story. Back when Bill Clinton was in the White House, I really didn't think things could get any worse in America. Um, my wife and I were seriously, well, semi-seriously considering moving to Canada at that time. But Canada has been one of the most proactive in their persecution of Christians. It seems like they go out of their way to make an example of any Christian who dares defy the government there. Um, a few years ago, a friend of mine, I don't know, Pastor, if you know P- who Peter LaBarbera is, Are you familiar with Peter? No. Okay. Well, he heads up uh, an organization called Americans for Truth about Homosexuality, and he was uh, invited by a church in Canada. This is probably six or eight years ago now. He was invited to come up and speak there. And the minute he got off the airplane, he was arrested, and he was arrested for hate speech. Before he even said a single word to anybody, Canada arrested him for hate speech. So, uh, like you said, that's been probably eight years ago now. Um, But things have gotten a lot worse since then, haven't they?
2: Yes, yes. Actually, they passed a law last May during this, um, I don't know how to call it, this biggest lie that we have seen in decades coming from the government and the mainstream media. They passed a law that... Talking to a homosexual, uh, even if that homosexual comes to you and seeks help, if you talk to them biblically, if you try to help him, you will be punished with a $10,000 ticket. So you have two adults, you have mutual consent. One adult is coming to another one and says, I have a problem. I need your help. Can you talk to me? Can you pray with me? If I do it, then I will be charged with $10,000 ticket. So... Canada is an anti-Christian, evil, evil society that uh, parades its sin on the streets of our cities, murders innocent children, and persecutes Christians, just like you said, two days after our arrest for inciting people to come to church, for preaching at the church against the orders of the totalitarian government because canada doesn't have democracy anymore we have a dictatorship right now um i was with my brother david arrested and two days after that imam invited muslims to come to islamic center here in the city of calgary i posted the videos on my youtube channel where thousands of muslims came together no physical distancing uh, breaking every law that the government said I did and my brother David, and we were arrested for it. No tickets, no police presence. Police was outside of the perimeter, just monitoring. No AHS ticketing, no bylaws, no imams arrested. I mean, this is only reserved right now in this dictatorship to to the Christians Anyone else can do whatever they want. Antifa can roam the streets. BLM, the police takes their knees for the BLM and for the Muslims. However, Christians and Christian pastors right now are being targeted on a regular basis. Just this Sunday at our church uh, where we're feeding the the homeless people, uh, the police was monitoring a big, large gathering of the Muslims. Uh, They were chanting stuff against the Israelites. And no physical distancing, uh, of course they've broken the law, and then they didn't harass or intimidate it or ticketed them. They came to our side because that was the same area, and they have given another court order to my associate pastor so you there is no question about right now there is one law for them and one law for us. Christians are officially being targeted and persecuted. In Canada, that's a official that's an official attack uh, from every level of the government, from the federal, provincial, and municipal. Let me add that the mayor of the city of Calgary is a Muslim homosexual himself, Nahad Nenshi, and he on public stated many times that pastors, we are white supremacists, we are racist. We are white nationalists, and um, we are to be destroyed. The premier of Alberta, he said, when we were arrested with my brother David, he said publicly to the mainstream media, he said, "I will crush Pavlaskis." So that's what—that's a prom- premier of the province of Alberta comes out in the public and he says, "I will crush Pavlaskis." Excuse me, why he wants to crush us? I feed thousands of people his people that he should be feeding i don't charge a penny from the government it's free taxpayers don't have to uh, pay uh, anything we're doing this as volunteers i dare to open the church service for adults that are willing to come freely they don't have to no one is forcing them to come uh, and i dare to preach the gospel i invited people in and for that crime The premier, so that's like a United States governor, he comes on public and he says, I will crush Pavlovskis. And he's using the Minister of Justice without justice to do so by sending police officers that are no longer police officers, they're gangsters in uniforms with their guns to arrest with anti-terrorist unit, the SWAT team, in the middle of the highway pastors, preachers that have done nothing wrong except open the church for anyone that wishes to come in. So right now, there are two sets of laws, one for them and their bodies, their friends, and one for the Jews and the Christians. We are repeating the history in front of our eyes right now.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you kind of confirmed what I was was finding out, because I did a lot of research uh, into this, and I had tried to find some instances of uh, mosques being forced to close during this uh, scandemic, and I couldn't find one in Canada or the U.S. um, or or anything like this on the Muslim side, but there are literally hundreds of Christians being arrested, uh, and pastors, and fines, and closures, and, and you name it, but um, tell us a little bit about your ministry before we get into what happened on Easter um, i know I know you do a lot there um, uh, from your website I learned that you four times a week you preach the gospel at the steps of city hall you feed thousands of homeless people every week and um, you also have a physical building a church building correct.
2: Yes, for the past 22 years, that's what we're doing. We are taking care of the most vulnerable people on the streets of Calgary, but not only because I started about 40 ministries like this in different countries, on different continents. We started churches in Africa. We ministered in Barbados, Belize. Um, You know, the notion uh, that... We are racist and white supremacists is such a, a big fat lie. Uh, I think they started to use that during the Trump, the President Trump's administration. They are using this just to say that anyone that values freedom, anyone that is a patriot, anyone that believes in Judeo-Christian values is a racist and white supremacist. So they, uh, that thing came to Canada and now it's an official title for anyone that rallies against a government, or speaks against the corruption, or challenges on lawful orders and restrictions, is a racist and white supremacist, including uh, people of color. Because in our church, we have half of the people are uh, from from different countries, Asian countries. We have Chinese, we have uh, Jamaicans, we got Africans, we got Native Americans. I mean, our church is a is a beautiful part of every color, every tradition from around the world. And of course, on the streets, when we feed the poor, half of the people that we take care of are Native Americans. Uh, so reds, if you will. And um, but, but that's what the politicians and the mainstream media are using. They are creating this, they're painting this picture that anyone that dares to stand against corruption these days is the wicked, evil uh, you know, conspiracy theorists, racists, and white supremacists, white nationalists. So we have been feeding people for the past 22 years. We started a ministry that is called Street Church because it's a church on the street. So we're not only feeding the poor, which we are, but we also uh, bring music, we also bring testimonies we preach to them we pray with them it's a church for the poor for the people that for whatever reason don't want to go to a church building for whatever reason they're not allowed to go into church building because these days if you're homeless you're not welcomed inside the church building and you're thrown out quite often from shelters those people are sleeping under the bridges in bushes i don't know if you're familiar with canadian health system but the mental institutions were shut down in Canada and all those people were kicked out on the streets so you got about half of population are mentally challenged disabled people that are roaming the streets because the government refuses to help them also we have to understand that there is a huge corruption within the homeless you know um business because that's what it is uh, for the government it's a business they are paying they're paying shelters um, per head, so it's like cattle. The more heads, the more money the government gives to those shelters, and of course, that's that creates a huge abuse of power. It creates huge um, a business that is not interested in solving the problem, but it's interested to keep the problem. So that's what we have been dealing with for the past twenty-two years: a huge level of corruption and uh people on the streets that no one uh, really wants to help. In March, the government decided that feeding the homeless people is illegal right now, and they have told me to stop taking care of them. I disagreed, so I had 12 officers showing up at a church service. I ended up with the first COVID ticket in Canada as a clergyman, $1,200, and my parishioner was shoved, assaulted. And that's how it started, this new ordeal of harassment and nonstop intimidation by the wannabe tyrants. Because you also have to understand that the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, he uh, said publicly in front of the cameras that he has a, a huge admiration Towards a basic dictatorship that China has. In other words, he loves what the Chinese have accomplished, how they subdued and enslaved the people, and he would like to see something like this being implemented in Canada, which we are witnessing right now as we speak an implementation of communism and socialism, a fascism, hybrid 21st century style. So, um, that's why he wants to control internet. Uh, he wants to censorship internet. He wants only people to be able to see what the ruling party, just like in China, Russia wants the people to see. Fast forward for the past year uh, since April, where I got my first ticket to December, we were nonstop harassed and intimidated by the gangsters in uniform. Uh, Because they're not police officers anymore. They do not follow law and order. They're gangsters with guns, uh, breaking the law left and right. We started to have those gangsters, those Gestapo type of people in our church, taking pictures and videotaping us, intimidating, harassing our parishioners. December comes, and of course, I would end up with many tickets. I um, I got 29 COVID tickets as we speak right now. Um all shapes and, and colors and court <laughs> trials. I got uh, 29 tickets with my brother David. We got three court orders, two injunctions, and two contempt of court. Today, actually, we had already a first case for the contempt of court and 2 p.m., we have another court uh, proceedings um, today uh, that the judge is looking at our second contempt for our arrest. The December comes and the federal, provincial and municipal government declares that Christmas is cancelled. They're cancelling Christmas. You're not allowed to visit your parents. You're not allowed to have your brother for coffee. No family dinners. Uh, they're cancelling everything. They gave that order that no one is allowed to meet. However, they themselves gave themselves a raise and off they went to Europe, Hawaii, Florida, Barbados, Belize, all kinds of different nice places, Caribbean, um, on, for their holidays, visiting their cottages and, and places. They're very wealthy people uh, so they could afford that, while at the same time they've locked us in our homes telling us that if we dare to come out or if we dare to have a family dinner, they're going to crack to the fullest of the law. So what I did, I told them, the, we are canceling them. You can't cancel God. You can cancel our celebrations. And I invited the whole neighborhood to come. And lots of people showed up. We had AAA steaks. We had uh, gifts For the homeless people, we had carolers, musicians, speakers, testimonies, and we had over 100 police officers. We had 52 police cars, 20 cops on bicycle. We were videotaped, pictures were taken, and I ended up with 11 COVID tickets from that day. So that's in outdoor. Inside the building, I teach theology and history, and that's every Saturday in the morning inside the building. And then in the beginning of the year, I came to open the church and behold, there is police, there is AHS, health inspector from China, and there is peaceful uh, peace officers and uh, bylaw officers blocking the entry to the church. I mean, that's unbelievable because they're trespassing. They're interfering with the criminal code 176, which it says you cannot interfere with a religious service. That's five years jail time. You cannot interfere with the clergyman while he is on his way, while he's conducting or coming back from conducting a church service. That's two years jail time. So we that's have- actually a law on the books. That's actual law. That's why I don't call them police officers anymore, because they don't care about the law of the land. They are gangsters. They are working for mafia. They're, I have total disregard to the law of the land. They're lawbreakers in the name of the law, Uh, just like the communists, because you, you got to remember, I grew up under communist dictatorship. And over there, you had gangsters as well. There were no police officers. They were they were beating people up, they were torturing people, arresting people for whatever reason. If you were caught listening to a European radio, you could go five years to jail. If you were caught with one American dollar, you could go a year to jail. So we're talking about a highly corrupted system that had total disregard to the law of the land. We had constitution throughout of this uh, ordeal since 1945 to 1989, and no one cared about the constitution no one cared about the human rights and uh, it was only what the party line said you had to follow and today right now we're observing exactly the same the same corruption the same level of corruption the law is out the window there is no such a thing as constitution the charter rights and freedoms which is very interesting because it talks about fundamental rights we have certain fundamental rights one of them is freedom of Expression, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, all of those things are no longer allowed in Canada. Also, the preamble to the Constitution, to the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, says, whereas Canada acknowledges the supremacy of God and the rule of law, all of those things are out the window. There is no, God is kicked out and there is no rule of law anymore. It's what they say goes. They have given themselves enormous powers to do whatever they want to do. Fast forward, we dealt with the invasion of those gangsters on our parking lot only for them to come back a few weeks later with the big lens cameras. They took pictures of our women, our children. Why is this so important? Because if you know your history, you know that the communists and the Gestapo were using always the same tactics and those tactics are being used today. If they couldn't get to the men, they would take pictures of their women and children just for the intimidation tactics. And here is the story. Here's what you would hear as a man. We won't touch you, okay, because you think you're a tough guy and and we tortured you before and it it seems you're not cracking, but we will rape your wife. Here are the pictures. We know where your children go to school. We go after your family. We're going to go after your wife, your mothers, and your children. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now in Canada uh, being unfolded. Wow. A, few weeks, a few weeks later, I looked into the sanctuary and, and they walked in armed officers with their guns, tasers and uh, AHS demanding to just come in into the holy place. And, you know, as you remember what I did, I had only one thing in my in my heart, let my people go so they can worship me from the story of Exodus. And that was the Easter weekend. During Mm -hmm. Easter weekend, uh, it's a Passover celebration. It's the holiest place in our Christian calendar because it's the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But they, those, you see, we have to understand Gestapo and KGB, the communists and the fascists have absolutely nothing is holy for them. Nothing is holy. Nothing is decent for them. They will break every rule, every law uh, that there is under heaven. So they walked in into the church as it was a restaurant demanding that we are to allow them, accommodate them during the church service. So what I did, I kicked them out. It took me over 30 times to tell them, get out. Uh, People were uh, about to come into the church. I would not have those Wanna be tyrants, those Gestapo wannabe people to intimidate, harass apparitionists while they are praying and crying to God and, and um, you know, worshiping. I mean, that's unacceptable and it's illegal for yeah. them to do this. It's illegal. However,
1: yeah, let's show the people the video. Um, for those who haven't seen it, I, I doubt that there are any that haven't seen it. It's probably one of the most watched videos um, since it. Took place, but um, if you haven't seen it, this is this is what a courageous pastor looks like. Let's let's take a look at that video. It's about two minutes.
3: Get out of this property immediately. Get out. Get out of this property immediately. Out. I don't want to hear anything. Out of this property immediately. I don't want to hear a word. Out. Out. Out, out of this property immediately until you come back with a warrant, out, 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 out of this property, immediately out, immediately go out and don't come back. I don't want to talk to you. Not a word, out of this property, out of this property, immediately out. I don't care what you have to say, out, out out of this property you nazis out out gestapo is not allowed here immediately gestapo is not allowed out do you understand english get out of this property go so go go and don't come back without the warrant out nazi out out You understand, Nazis are not welcome here out and don't come back without a warrant. Do not come back without a warrant. You understand that you're not welcome here. Nazis are not welcome here. Gestapo is not welcome here. Do not come back. You Nazi psychopaths. Unbelievable, sick, evil people. Intimidating people in a church during the Passover. You Gestapo, Nazi, Communists, Fascists! Don't you dare coming back here. Can you imagine those psychopaths? Passover, the holiest Christian festival in a year and they're coming to intimidate Christians during the holiest festival? Unbelievable. What is wrong with those sick
1: Psychopaths. So there you have it. We need every pastor to get on board and do what he just did there. Um unfortunately, um there are far too many Christians who would condemn you for doing what you just did in that video, aren't there? Are you are you getting support from other churches in your area?
2: No, we have our inner circle. We have few people that we work with, few pastors that we have been working with before the incident. If it comes to others, no, there is a huge fear. It looks like those pastors do not understand uh, their job description. Shepherd uh, has a staff and a stick for a purpose, for a purpose to fend off the hyenas and the wolves. When enemy comes, our job as shepherds is to stand up and defend those that God has given to us for our protection. However, these days, the church is all about money, tithes, entertainment, feel-good messages, like a social club where people come, they give, you know, 20 bucks, and they are being entertained for the next two hours. Um, very hard to find a real shepherd these days, I have to admit, as someone that will... Uh, rise up, stand up, and say, hey, wait a second, you cannot do this to us. If you're shutting down the, the entire country for two weeks, that's fine. Shut it down, the entire country. But if the Muslims can worship, if the imams uh, can preach, uh, why can't we? And those pastors do not understand the concept that just because they came for me and they took me away, that doesn't mean they're not coming after them as well. What history is teaching is that in early 30s, Adolf Hitler was democratically elected. He becomes the chancellor of Germany and he starts to make deals with the churches and many churches. 90% of the churches, they put the swastikas outside of their churches just to play along and, you know, uh, be good with the state. And we know how that story ended. In the end of the day, if You have a tyrant ruling over you. He's going to come back for you as well. It's just a matter of when, not if. And I warned them many times. They came for me today. Be sure of it. They will come for you as well. And that's a warning for the Americans. Don't you think that just because this is happening here, it cannot happen in the United States of America? It will. If you will not rise up, stand up as unified body, just like the Poles did in 1981, During the Solidarity Movement, when the Polish people had enough of slavery and they took it to the streets, by the millions, it was over for the communists. Communist totalitarian regime collapsed because people said, we're not going to cooperate. They did it peacefully. They didn't shoot the police. They didn't shoot the soldiers. But they refused to work. They refused to cooperate. It was a peaceful non-compliance, Martin Luther King Jr. style, Mahatma Gandhi style, and the whole thing collapsed. We need to do the same thing. We have to stop cooperating with those wannabe tyrants or else they're going to steal everything away from us. And that's just the reality of the situation. Those people left. However, they came back a few weeks later and they came back with a court order that was signed by David Gates. So Gates is giving them enormous power. Here is what this judge gave them. He says they can come anytime they want, any day of the week, with whomever they want. And if I will dare to oppose them, they can arrest me by the use of force they deemed necessary, and they can arrest me anywhere they want without a warrant. So now the judge, Gates, is giving them power to do with me whatever those villains want to do. And if I will dare to oppose, I will be found in contempt of court order and thrown in jail. So they came back a few weeks later, And they presented me with this document. I tried to read it. However, she kept interrupting me. So finally, the story ends when I told them, contact my lawyer, let the lawyers figure this thing out. And I went back to officiate the church service. They came back half hour later and they were stopped by our assistant pastors. Eventually, he told them, you are not allowed to do this. We are protected under the criminal code of Canada, which they don't care. uh, But they left. They left only to come back few weeks later with another court and let me just add something to you both of those court orders were done secretly (coughs) what i mean by this they were done ex parte that means we were not notified we didn't know that they're going to courts we didn't know we were not notified that there is a court proceeding against us and they managed to get judges to allow them to do with us whatever they want they came back a few weeks later with a SWAT team, anti-terrorist group, and they opened the church and I was told that the Gestapo is here. So I expected them to arrest me at the pulpit. However, they did not enter the church building. They dropped something on the ground and then they left. They left. I was told the Gestapo left. So I said, okay, let's just proceed with the church service and, um, and praise God. Um, people left home after we prayed. And then I was on the way with my brother David and a friend of ours, Dave Hughes, on the way to uh, to be dropped at my, uh, my place, my house. And in the middle of the busy highway, they stopped us and I was informed that I'm under arrest and my brother David is under arrest. And behold, why? They said that we have broken a court order a court order that was never given to us was never presented to us a court order that was dropped on the ground they left we had no knowledge of what it says however we are now under arrest because we have broken a court order that we didn't know anything about
1: well and i want to i do want to show a video of that but um we need to take just a very short uh, commercial break shorter than normal and um, when we... At the... we have people in the studio audience, so if any of you would like to ask questions of Pastor Art, um, uh, be prepared in about, probably, I think, about a minute and a half here.
4: At the McClario Firm, it all starts with family. We're here to serve you and your family, online or in person. Call today for a free consultation. The McClario Firm, your law firm for life.
1: Pornography is a destructive force. It destroys individuals, families, and fuels the out-of-control demand for sex trafficking. 45% of Christian families say porn is a problem in their home, but why aren't churches and public schools talking about this? Fear. People who view porn think they're the only one. It's a lie. Statistically, more people view porn than who do not and struggle in silence www.lynfrederick.com. You can find the book I wrote about my own battle with porn and the presentations that I do for churches and public schools. linfredrick.com
2: Tired of bad news? Do the teenagers in your life need a break from social media and mind-numbing entertainment? Wouldn't it be great to inspire
4: them to connect with God and others and to live outside their phones? The off-the-itinerary series by M. Liz Boyle does just that, and reviewers love the blend of adventure and Christian themes. Readers enjoy the action-packed stories and relatable characters. Go to m.lizboyle.com for discussion guides and purchase links.
1: Okay, so we are back with Pastor Art Pulowski from uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and uh, now's your chance, folks. Anyone who would like to. Um speak that are in the studio audience, and you can ask our pastor any questions or comments. Anyone out there? Deanne.
0: Yeah,
4: hi, Pastor. Um, I'd like to congratulate you for standing strong. Um, You're a brave person. I find it very, very sad that we don't have pastors that are Rallying around you, as Rob said, I really believe too that this is what pastors need to do rather than hunkering in their in their little prayer closets and um, you know pantering to the government they need to do exactly what you did just curious what uh, what is the total of your fines that you have so far
2: uh, it's millions of dollars because what happens is when you get one ticket a first offense is twelve hundred dollars. Then it goes up to a million. So it will be determined by the judges um, how much. If comes if I would be convicted, of course, because we are fighting every ticket, every ticket that I've got. Uh, we are fighting in the court. But if I would be found guilty of all those tickets, we are talking about millions of dollars.
1: That's crazy! You're going from twelve hundred to a million. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so we have another video here. Um, I just want to point out that um, this uh, pastor who is simply holding church, um, it it took five squad cars to uh, subdue him. So take a look at this. We'll just watch a, a few minutes.
2: In the middle of the road, they waited with AHS. And here they are behind. So we'll see, we'll see what is about to happen.
3: Freedom in Canada, democracy in Canada, full force. Unbelievable. Hello, sir.
4: Gangsters see, are here. So, as per the injunction that was served on uh, Archer here and uh, David that here, I am to place both of them under arrest for breaching the Queen's bench order. Both of us under arrest. Yes sir. Would you please step out of the car? What's your uh, name, officer? Andrews, 5244. Okay. So how do
1: you feel being a Nazi now? And then we Can got you a gangster here. here. Yes, huh? How do you, how do you, you feel being be a Nazi and breaking the... Gestapo. Right? What's his...
4: Uh, officer, what's your name and uh, I'm number?
2: asking
3: you. Sorry. I'm what's your you? name and you number, please? 523, a
2: three
3: A, a lawbreaker. You're breaking the charter rights and freedoms. How so can you look in your mirror, man?
4: So I have to advise both you and uh, Mr. Pulowski over there, that you guys are both under arrest. Please
3: take your boys step on the vehicle. beat. Sure. Okay.
1: Open the door, man. Whoa! Oh. Stop!
4: China, Don't you guys have family and kids? Whatever happened to Canada? God keep our land glorious and free. What what, what are they going to do when they come for your kids? Shame on you guys. You call yourselves Canadians? Man, where's your oath? Where's your honor? Where's your dignity? You guys aren't Canadian?
1: Okay, we better move on, Jared. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's how you treat Christians in Canada, I guess. What happened after that, Pastor? Um, they obviously hauled you off to jail, and, and what were the next uh, couple of days like for you? Oh, you got to unmute. There you go.
2: So we were thrown into a solitary confinement uh, for three days and two nights. They did not allow us to sleep. Uh, we were taken to Spy Hill uh, Jail, um, sitting on a concrete for 30 hours. And every half hour, officer would come and would bang on the door uh, of, the, of the cell. Mm-hmm. And the light was nonstop, so bright that even when you close your eyes, you couldn't, you couldn't get away from the light. Other inmates were treated differently. They would shut off their lights so they could go to sleep. Uh, But for us, for me and for my brother, David, we were not allowed to sleep. Like I said, every half hour, someone would come and would bank on the metal door just to make sure that we would not uh, fall asleep. And that's how we were treated almost all the way before we were transferred to uh, a prison. Um, uh, So the officers took us to another place. Uh, Riemann Center, where we were promised that we will be processed and taken to uh, separate cells with the bed. However, that didn't happen. We were thrown into a fish tank. They call it a tank. The filthiest thing you can imagine. It looked like someone peed all uh, all over the floor. You could see the mold on the walls and on the ceilings. Uh, It looked like no one painted that stuff for 40 years, 30 years. There were uh, markings on the wall from 1992. And uh, we were stripped, searched naked. Our clothes were taken away from us. And then we got blue jumpsuits with some kind of um, orange slippers. And we were thrown back into that filthy cell again no mattress no blankets shivering from cold and that uh, that was for two days two nights and around 11:30 p.m. Uh, a gentleman comes in a night shift officer and he saw what was going on and he said this is unbelievable I can I'm sick to my stomach I can't believe that they're doing this to you let me try to help you out so he goes and talks to his superior officers and uh, three hours he was fighting for us that we would be transferred to a proper cell with a bed. However, three hours he was denied. He was told to no multiple times from his superiors. So obviously, this was a political move. We were political prisoners and someone wanted to make sure we are treated like animals. They didn't want it to treat us as human beings. They wanted to treat us uh, as animals. And that's exactly what they achieved. They um, prevented us from sleeping for three days and two nights. Then in the morning, they put shackles on our feet. Uh, Before that, this gentleman that fought for us managed to get us a mattress for uh, two and a half hours before we were transferred to court. So I'm very grateful to that man uh, for what he did. Uh, He comes and he says, I can't do anything more for you guys because they're not allowing me the higher ups. So, but at least we were able to not lay down on a filthy place, uh, floor, but uh, on a mattress. And he provided us with a blanket. So for two and a half hours before we were taken to court, at least uh, we were able to, to lay down. Um, then they put shackles on our feet and we were taken to courts. And for four hours, we were waiting to see the lawyers because in Riemann, they they didn't allow us to call our lawyers they told us we're not allowed to contact with our legal representation and uh, we were not able to to get the information what's really going on then we were taken to court we were able to see our lawyers Eleven thirty in the morning we saw the judge and the judge ordered our arrest uh, from prison however that didn't happened for another seven hours because those people that were holding us they had an awesome time they were joking about our faith they were raising their hands and they were laughing saying praise the lord praise the lord like mocking us and our christian faith and i thought to myself you know i wonder if if they would do that to an imam how many police vehicles would blow up to pieces? for what they're doing you know it's exactly, Christians yeah. that are so apathetic and uninterested in fighting and i'm not advocating for a physical uh, thing at all i'm just saying don't you believe in the bible don't you believe that it's time to stand up and and fight for your fate peaceful resistance uh, but obviously obviously not because You know, it looks like uh, Muslims can do whatever they want. Homosexuals, BLM, Antifa, they can roam the streets and destroy. But when you're peaceful uh, and you're Christian, you're not allowed to do anything these days. 7 p.m., finally, they kicked us out. They yelled at us in the end, and they kicked us on the street. And uh, friends of ours picked us up and took us to home. We were followed by a helicopter, police helicopter, and unmarked police vehicle all the way to my house, and um, today is the trial for that
1: arrest. So you have legal representation, um, and you say you said today. So I assume you're probably like two hours from now.
2: Yeah, actually, it's started this morning, and now we are at lunch. It's a lunch break. And then we are going to continue with the court proceedings. So we have um, a legal representation. Um, we have a legal representation for um, for that trial. And we are presently looking for another set of lawyers to sue the government. We want to go after the police. We want to go after those villains in the government, the Jason Kenny wannabe tyrants that said we're going to crush. Poloskis, the mayor, the minister of justice and uh, the mainstream media. So we are raising funds right now to hire lawyers to sue those villains and i um, will see how that goes. I mean, we have to start fighting. We cannot just allow them to take one right after another from us because soon we won't have any rights left. When we were handcuffed and arrested, they did it in such a brutal way. I don't know if you will be able to see it but I still have um, bruises on my um, wrist like scars on my wrist uh, from from the arrest so that's like three weeks ago so you can imagine uh, what they were doing to us and how brutal they wanted to be to make their point that Christianity is illegal
1: right now in Canada unbelievable this is Canada folks unbelievable um, and soon coming here Make no mistake about that. So how can how can folks help? You need to raise some funds. You need to get some, some help with the uh, the legal team and, and all of that. How can people be of help?
2: Uh, well they can e transfer art art at streetchurch.ca art, A-R-T at streetchurch.ca or Uh, Visit our website, www.streetchurch.ca. There is a PayPal um, over there on the right corner if you scroll down, and uh, people can use um, credit cards. There you go.
1: There's the donate button. uh,
2: You know, so that's what they can do. Uh, Let me just mention something. When the premier of Alberta, Jason Kenney comes out in public and he says, I'll crush Pawlowski's, they as uh, someone listened to the words of the mayor, the premier, the minister of justice and the mainstream media, and they tried to burn us down. I don't know if you heard about this, but someone set our house on fire during the night hour trying to burn us alive. So those words are very powerful. Those evil people going out in public saying that I'll crush Pavlovsky. Pawlowski's, um, you know, someone took it to heart and they wanted to murder us just a few days after we were released from jail. So pray for us if you can, because this fight looks like it's just, just not political. It's not about the virus anymore. It's about corruption at the highest levels. And anyone that speaks against this corruption, it becomes the, the enemy of the state. It becomes a target. Um, which is which is very unfortunate because we are not doing evil; we are doing good, and for that good, we are being enormously punished by
1: the so, government. Yeah. So this uh, case that you're in court today with is uh, what, what what actually are the charges against you? Why were you arrested? Contempt of court order, uh, inciting people to
2: come to church. And opening the church, so those are the charges. How dare I open the church, and how dare I invited people to come to the church? So,
1: I, I was. Well, it sounds to me like the the government is inciting people to violence against you, and you're inciting people to worship. Um. Yes, and and we our church has been targeted
2: for weeks. We had and we had. Um, uh, nails being thrown at our parking lot. We had a vandalism of our building and we had a dog uh, manure being put on our parking lot as well. So uh, those people are taking the words of the government to their hearts and they're trying to harm us as much as they can. So we have been targeted as a church and individually for, for months right now.
1: Hmm. One of our uh, viewers had a question, and, and uh, Debbie was wondering: um, Do you have support from citizens in Calgary? Do you, do you have? I obviously there are those that are attacking you. Do you have any on your side?
2: Well, we have a pact. Church And we have thousands of people that are coming to the rallies. So there is a group of people that see what's really going on. And they're rising up. Unfortunately, it's not enough. It's not enough yet. We need hundreds of thousands of people rising up against this tyranny. And that is just simply not happening yet. If you look at the history, Poland got its freedom because millions of people took, took it to the streets. Uh, We got thousands. What we need, we need to wait a little bit longer until Canadians will wake up. And I hope the same thing is going to happen in the United States, that millions of people will finally take it to the streets against this craziness. Because if you don't, the only thing those corrupted politicians are afraid of is accountability. Right now in Canada, there is zero accountability. You can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. And if your party is uh, backing you up, then uh, then you're you know uh, you can do whatever you want if your party is is for you. So uh, that's just uh, the reality we're facing right now.
1: okay before we run out of time, uh, Jared, if you have that other uh, we have one more video I'd like to show folks. Um, I'm not sure if you realize that it's also now illegal to shake hands in Canada, but uh, this is a, a video of a, uh, a reporter covering a protest, and uh, watch what happens. It's it's a minute and a half.
0: How's
4: it going, man? Officer the City of Hamilton bylaw. I have you here in violation of the reopening of Ontario Act. Yeah. Gathering with a crowd of more than five people. So, that's a pre written ticket again, just for the record. I had the uh, ticket made up inside when I saw you out here. So, what were they doing exactly when I was talking to one of the protesters I saw here? walking around getting within three two, Oh, that's how meters. it is. So, if I just talk to someone that's within two meters? I also watch you shaking their hands. Oh, that's, that's oh, I guess I'm breaking oh. a law there. Okay, you got me there. So, Great. this is the ticket provincial offense notice. Yeah. And the reopening of the Ontario Act for having okay. a gathering with more than five people. Thank you. Your options are on the back. Your options are to either pay it, yeah, an early resolution with a prosecutor, mm-hmm. or you can have your day in court if you choose to. Yeah. You understand your options? I understand my options, man. So there's your provincial offense. Thank you. Now this is an administrative penalty notice. Oh, for, for what? Yeah. This is for shaking hands with the public. No way. Fail to maintain a distance of at least two meters from another person. Section Bylaw 2164, Section 2.1. Once again, your options are on the back: voluntary payment, or you have the option to be with a um, with an officer, and you can argue. So that's purpose—that's strictly just for shaking hands with someone. For shaking hands, not maintaining to commuter privilege. Okay, so for the record, can I get your name and batch number? Number three seventy. Three seventy.
1: Thanks, Lee, uh, supervisor here. So, Pastor, are people dropping dead in the street uh, from COVID that you can't even shake hands with people? Here's the statistics. In the city of Calgary, we had less hospitalizations
2: in 2020 than in 2018 and 2019. Mm -hmm. We had a record low in the province of Alberta of ICU admissions since 2015. We have been lied to. They keep lying. And it looks like they are not ashamed of the lie. Look at those officers. They're absolutely not ashamed that they're Nazis right now, that they're Gestapo, that they are enabling totalitarian regime, they're proud of it. I mean, they're doing their job. And that's just like during the Nuremberg trials, those Gestapo SS evil, wicked, you know, uh, murderers, We're saying, oh, we were just following orders. That's it. We're just following orders, and uh, we're not guilty of any crime. Uh, We just did our duty. So those officers, when you see how they're reacting, they're proud of what they're doing. They're awesome. It's like, wow, I'm doing my job. I'm feeling so powerful, and I'm destroying. I'm a destroyer of democracy, and I'm very proud of it. Uh, and, And that's what I have observed in the past 50 months. Most of those people, they enjoy their new power, They are glad that they can do stuff like this. They don't care about the future of the country. And that's really, really sad. So um, we got to rise up, stand up. We have to push this evil together because in the end of the day, we know how the story ends. We know that we win in the end because Jesus wins in the end. But how our today is going to look like, it's up to us. Will you rise up and stand up and roar like a lion following the line from the tribe of
1: Judah? Or are you going to be wiped out, destroyed? Absolutely, and it has, it has to be right now, folks. I would encourage you all to go to streetchurch.ca and send Pastor Art what you can. Support him. Um, we, like he said, we need millions. Um, it's Canada has gone off the off the deep end. Just file this show under things you never thought you'd see. Um, For those of you who watch uh, or who follow uh, VCY America, I know that some of you do. Uh, I have my program on there twice a week. Pastor Art will be a guest on Crosstalk, I believe, next week, Tuesday, with Jim Schneider. So, um, Pastor, thank you for being with us. Appreciate it, and God bless you. We will be uh, praying for you, and I will be, as soon as I clock out of here, I will be sending you some, some funds your way. Thank you so
2: much. Thank you. Keep praying. I'm going now to the court um, as we speak. So uh, keep praying, please, for God's will to be done. Absolutely.
1: God bless you. Take care. God bless you. Bye-bye.